what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And it is Saturday night, December 12th, about 7 p.m. Central Time. I'm gonna be going over some of the news and the notes that came out from today's practice reports. And anybody that's in and out, we'll look at that real quick on Roto World. And then we'll kind of just jump into whatever questions are in the chat room. Uh the show, I guess I'm I'm probably going, I'm willing to go live for an hour. If it goes uh longer than that, that's fine too. But We'll see what we guys can do. I'm going to pop over to Roto World real quick. We do have some news. And the big one today was Miles Gaskins on the COVID list. He's been one of the hot players with a lot of start-sit questions on my show all week. And now we don't get Miles Gaskins. We might not even get him next week even, too, because that's just, what, seven days away. So he's going to be questionable for next week, too. So now we're going to see DeAndre Washington fill in here as the primary running back. I don't know if we're going to be recommending DeAndre Washington uh, in any lineups. Maybe like maybe in a, like a DraftKings or a FanDuel lineup or something like that. But you're putting you know a pretty significant risk if you put him in there at your RB2 flex. Uh, if you're in a desperate situation, I could see it. Uh, so if you do have questions on DeAndre Washington, we can fire those up in the chat. Uh, let me just kind of keep walking down the list here and see what else pops up on the the Roto World practice reports today. Cameron Brait, uh, he's he's added to the injury report with an illness. We'll see about him, but uh, this is going to just make me feel even better about Rob Gronkowski. I think all my my DraftKings and FanDuel lineups are going to be featured with Rob Gronkowski at the tight end spot. So I really like the Tampa Bay offense uh, against going going up against Minnesota this weekend without Eric Kendricks. This is an interesting one to note here. Running back Justin Jackson, he's activated from injury reserve. I don't know if he's going to get any playtime tomorrow, but that's just going to make the backfield super muddy behind Austin Eckler. You know, they got Kalen Balazs, Josh Kelly, even Troy Mayne Pope sometimes gets some runs. So just a huge mess of running backs for the Chargers team there. Uh, Lions are going to be without Everson Griffin. They're maybe probably their best pass rusher. They're also without Jeffrey Okuda, who is he's been placed on IR. I don't think we're going to see him anymore this this season. So the the Lions' first overall pick, what was he number two or three? I think overall uh, in this past draft, they don't have him. Everson Griffin's out. Everything is lining up Green Bay in this one. So I think uh, I think the Packers' offense is going to be one that we're going to want to target in a lot of our lineups. So let's kind of keep moving here again. Miles Gaskin on the reserve COVID list. He'll be a, he's going to be like 50, 50 to play next week. You know, he just tested positive Saturday. They typically want seven days uh, for a guy to be back. So maybe they activate him by next Saturday. We'll, we'll have to kind of see what's going on there. What's going on Harris. Thanks for hanging out, man. Any questions you guys got in the chat room, we can fire them up. I'm just kind of going over the news and the notes that came out. I just mentioned Jeff Akuda here. He's probably out for the rest of the season. He, they're, you know, he's going some groin surgery here. So nothing good on the Lions side of the ball is looking uh, – it's looking pretty bleak over there in Detroit. Uh, we also see here – this one's kind of interesting. Uh, Texans cornerback Philip Gaines is going to be out. And, yeah, the first note here is that te- the Texans are truly dire at corner right now. Uh, they're going to be using Vernon Hargraves, one of the worst cover corners – Based, you know, just graded out by PFF and then Keon Cross in here. It's going to be pretty, pretty spotty coverage there. I think Allen Robinson's going to be a must play there. So I really like the Bears offense in this one. What's going on, Bills Mafia? Bob, how's it going, man? Really rooting for the Bills this weekend. I'm super excited for the Buffalo Bills on set on tomorrow night football. So pumped to see Josh Allen keep it rolling. Uh, so Kadero Hodge is going to be out here. Before we get to any more, I'm going to pop into this question from Timothy Clark. Thanks for hanging out, man. If Jacob plays, would you play him or Tim Patrick in the flex PPR? Um, so Patrick, you know, he's kind of got that boom bust nature uh, with the touchdowns. And I would say, like, if any, if you're going to play any receiver in Denver, it's it's got to be Tim Patrick, right? He's coming off a four catch, 
Uh, two touchdown game. I think it was four for 44. Yep. Four for 44 and two touchdowns. We're not going to count this game against New Orleans. They played without a quarterback. Uh, so you do see some interesting stuff here. You had 119 yards against Miami, 61 against Las Vegas, 21, 29 and a touchdown here. So he's actually playing uh, pretty well here. Um, Timothy, is this? Yeah, this is a, a PPR league here. So just looking back at what Tim Patrick's done, if we ignore that week 12 game, I mean, 20.4, 16.9, 10.1, 12.9. His low point has been 7.4, really, the last two months of football. So I don't mind Tim Patrick, especially in a PPR league. I think uh, Josh Jacobs does have a, a, a pretty safe floor as well there, too. So this one can go either way, even if you don't want to go with Tim Patrick. I think Josh Jacobs coming back here. I'm, I'm surprised that he's actually getting a chance to play in this one. Uh, and then I guess... When, when when Jacobs plays, they're trying to get him as many touches as possible. So I'm not really sure if he's going to be getting a full snap count kind of thing. So I guess I don't mind Tim Patrick in this one. The matchup for him going up against Carolina, it's uh, it's not the worst matchup. It's a pretty decent one, but it, this is 50-50. I don't mind Tim Patrick in this one just because we know he's healthy. If anything's going to happen there, he's going to get you know 61, maybe even 119 yards. That's kind of his ceiling. And then the touchdowns here. So I kind of like Tim Patrick in this one. But uh, if you want to get your studs in there, Josh Jacobs, I won't I won't knock you for that. But uh, I'm going to give a slight edge to Tim Patrick in this one just because he's playing good football. Uh, and Jacobs is kind of coming in a little dinged up. Andrew says, ja, go Josh, smash Allen and Eric Ebron. So, okay, so he's rooting uh, for the Buffalo quarterback and the, the Steelers tight end there. Uh, so Marvin Jones Jr. or J.D. McKissick PPR. I think I'm going with J.D. McKissick in this one. Uh, let's just pull up Marvin Jones Jr. real quick. Um, so Marvin's like really the only game in town at wide receiver. I'm actually super interested to see what the rookie Quintez Cephas can do. I, I'd like to see more of him. But we know without Kenny Galladay, and all of a sudden Marvin Jones has really turned it on. Uh, even back in week two without Kenny Galladay in the game, he did catch four for 23 and a touchdown. That was kind of a garbage garbage mop-up touchdown. Uh, but for the most part, Jair Alexander's playing some really good football. Um, but so was Marvin Jones, too. I think I'm going to lean, though, J.D. McKissick in this one. We know Antonio Gibson's out of the picture. And even like when Gibson has been playing, we know what McKissick can do. So to me, that feels safer. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I trust the Lions coming into this one where everything's kind of coming up Green Bay side. All the injuries are piling up for the uh, for the Lions. So I'm going to go with J.D. McKissick in that one. Uh, Buffalo Bills Mafia Bob's asking, Mark Andrews or T.J. Hawkinson this week? Okay, so I, I kind of like getting Mark Andrews in my lineups this week, uh, but it, I, it's really tough to sit the number three tight end in a PPR league right now, right? We feel pretty good about T.J. Hawkinson. I'm just curious about back in week two, he went four for 62. So that's 10.2. That's a pretty solid floor. And we know that he's only really had one bad game all season back uh, against Washington here. Otherwise, I mean, you're looking at a floor of eight to nine points. So I get it if you want to secure those floor points. Uh, but the thing about Mark Andrews is one, Lamar Jackson looked not like, you know, 2019 MVP Lamar Jackson the last time we saw him. And Mark Andrews, back in week one, five for 58 and two touchdowns. He really lit up the Cleveland Browns here. And uh, as we saw, especially the last two games, while Nick Boyle, I think it was the, the Patriots game, Nick Boyle, uh, went, uh, he had a season-ending injury. And he's really the only tight end worth getting snaps and targets here. So I do think that you're looking at a pretty high floor here. He had had five for 96 in the touchdown before. Um, and then it's, it's going up against the Browns again, which we've seen success. Even, uh, I guess, looking back at last year, four for 31 and a touchdown. And then in the other game, six for 93 and two touchdowns. 
the man scored five touchdowns in the last three games against the Browns. So uh, I think I'm going to lean with uh, with Mark Andrews in this one. I think he's got a pretty good thing going for him this week. Uh, Sport Dog, what's going on, man? Thanks for hanging out. So Gaskin was our flex. Would you run J.K. Dobbins or one of these receivers? T.Y., Mike Will, Debo, Lazard. Um, so I do, I do like Debo when he's healthy, but he's been kind of dinged up the last week. He looked kind of hobbled last week too. And the targets were kind of, you know, leaning towards Ayuk. Uh, Mike Williams, really fun matchup going up against Atlanta. That could be fun. That's kind of more boom bust. I think there same with Alan Lazard. He's, I mean, he's attached to Rogers. So you really like that against Detroit. He's been pretty good against Detroit in his career, but I think T Y Hilton is the guy that has been coming up this week and he's playing, he's playing T Y Hilton's playing, uh, the best football of his season so far the last couple weeks. I'm just pulling this up here. Uh, I think the Raiders might be a tough out tomorrow, but T.Y. last week, he catches 8 for 11, 110, and a touchdown, back-to-back touchdowns here. I don't feel like we're chasing points here. I feel like we're we're, we're falling into a, a new trend here. And then with T.Y., I think you're looking at a floor of at least, especially if this is PPR, you're looking at a floor of at least 8 points, something in that range here. I don't. I, I'm not sure what was going on in the beginning of the season, but T.Y. Hilton going up against the Raiders, I, I just think, man, this is – I mean, even if he doesn't score a touchdown and he's getting these numbers, I think you're looking at a pretty good spot there. And I don't know. It, it feels like he's kind of got his swagger back. So I think T.Y. Hilton's my favorite uh, of the bunch here. Um, so Miles is asking. Thanks for hanging out, Miles. Thanks for the question. Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Washington at Flex. In a standard league? So basically you're asking who's going to score a touchdown. You know, that's where the money is made in standard. Um, So with that being said, um, I think I'm out on DeAndre Washington. I'm not really excited about that. I think he, I mean, he should be able to get, he should be the guy that gets the majority of the volume there. Uh, But again, we really haven't seen much of DeAndre Washington with the Dolphins. So I feel like that's kind of a blind bet. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with that. But Jacobs, Dobbins, and Raheem Mostert. Um, So Mostert's usage was pretty frustrating last week. They actually gave more snaps to Jeffrey Wilson. And Wilson also got like three attempts at the one yard line to score a touchdown. So there's always that goal line potential for Mostert. Uh, So I play in a standard league. I only play in one standard league and I'm running out Raheem Mostert over Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And we're starting, my my brother and I, we share a team. We're starting Raheem Mostert and we're starting, uh, who's the other guy? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I think it's Mike Davis. So I'm starting Mostert in that one. So I kind of like Mostert to maybe get the mojo back. And uh, like we've seen with him, he can he can just take one to the house at any time. And I think that the 49ers-Washington game, that's going to be like a grinded out, you know, run the ball 30 times for each team kind of game. So I kind of like Mostert. I think he's the safest play. Um, and then uh, I'm looking at Jacobs and Dobbins because the the usage going on in in Baltimore is frustrating. I just watched, I don't know if, if uh, on Twitter I saw a, a clip of, I can't think of the, the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator, but he was talking about, yeah, we're probably not going to be doing what's best for fantasy with this lineup here. So he don't care about fantasy lineups. Uh, it was it was interesting, though, because he said his kids play fantasy football and they all have J.K. Dobbins or whatever. Uh, but really frustrating snap usage here. It's only 38% for Dobbins. The fact that he got that touchdown at the end, I mean, if you want to sweat it out, I can, I can see it. But uh, J.K. Dobbins, we know that he's probably going to be the guy that gets the most carries for the Baltimore Ravens, and he's probably their, their best productive back. So I do like J.K. And then with J- with Josh Jacobs coming back, I have a little bit of pause. He's also got a tough matchup going up against the Colts. 
but I won't be surprised if Jacobs, you know, runs tough and runs hard and falls into the end zone either. Uh, and we do know that he's going to be the, the main volume play. So between Jacobs, Dobbins and Mostert, they're all kind of like in that same, you know, top 24, like when like the 20 to 24 category of running backs. So if I, I don't know, like I, I, I could honestly make an argument for either one. I think I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert. Um, just because Mostert's got a couple games back under his belt now. He did score a touchdown two weeks ago. So I, I just have a feeling that game's going to be a, a pretty tight contest throughout. I mean, I don't think Washington's going to run away with it. I think both teams are going to be able to stay in their game script and run the ball. So Raheem Mostert's probably my favorite one there. Uh, or Hollywood Brown. No, I'm probably staying away from Hollywood Brown. I think I'd rather get the for sure touch. Like those, all the running backs that you listed up here, like all these guys are getting the ball. I think I would lean into that volume there. Uh, so Harris is asking Hunter Henry or Naheem Hines. Uh, Naheem Hines could have a pretty good day. He's actually been playing some some consistent football of late too. Um, so let's just pull up Naheem Hines. Uh, and then I mean, there's the off chance here that the Raiders just you know they they kind of peter out and they don't really put up much of a fight. And you're looking at a game where they're they're kind of coming back, um, or, where the Raiders are playing from behind and the Colts don't really need to throw the ball. So. Looking at how the game went last week, the, the Colts were in control for most of this game and only six attempts here for Houston or or for uh, Naheem Hines and then only three catches here. So in a game where I think the Colts are favored, I'm less likely to get uh, Naheem Hines in there. So then let's just quick take a look at Hunter Henry, who's playing. He's playing against the Falcons, which is a really sweet matchup. And last week, though, 1.5. I mean, we can't we can't have that again in a game where Herbert threw the ball 50 plus times. That makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, I do think Naheem Hines has a lot, a lot higher floor than that. But before this this thir- week 13 game, Hunter Henry was starting to catch his stride here. A couple double digit games in a row. Um, I, I would say I think I'm more comfortable with Hunter Henry in this one just because I think Atlanta's defense, man, just against tight ends, it's, it's pretty spotty. And Naheem Hines in a game where the Colts are favored to win. I mean, you're betting on Naheem Hines scoring a touchdown early, essentially. And it, it seems like Jonathan Taylor is going to be the running back you want in that one. Uh, so I think I'm going to lean Hunter Henry. Um, do you think Darren Waller will have a good game? Um, so Darren Waller going up against the Colts. I do know the Colts are a tough out uh, when, you, when, you know, comparing them to tight ends. So let's, let's just take a look and see what the Colts have been doing against the tight end the last couple games here. They are one of the top teams against the tight end, so that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, but if we scroll down here, uh, last week, Houston Texans, 3.0 for Jordan Aikens. Uh, this was a game that Jonu Smith was out, Jeff Swaim, six points here. But Robert Tunyon, Robert Tunyon here with 15.4. Uh, Jonu Smith, 9.5. Nick Boyle, 8.6. TJ Hawkinson, 13.5. So I'm just looking at this list of tight ends early up here. There's really no one that's you know elite. Uh, but you do see TJ Hawkinson had a good game and Robert Tunyon had the best games. That's tight end number three and number four on the season in PPR leagues. And uh, Waller's number two. So I would I, I would feel pretty good about him at least hitting double digits. I think he could be uh, a guy that uh, is, you know, coming off of the career game last week. I think he's going to be uh, in good position to get some more fantasy points for us this week. Uh, so, yeah, I got, I've gotten so many T.Y. Hilton questions this weekend. I hope he does it for us. Um, otherwise I'm going to feel kind of stupid, but, uh, T Y Hilton, man, he's got a really good matchup playing good football. I think it, it makes a lot of sense there. Uh, so Bill's mafia is asking how long would you guys Gibson will be out? Well, <sighs> I think there's an opportunity for him, uh, to be back in week 16. I wouldn't count on him for next week. I'm a little bit nervous, especially with a toe. 
any running back with a toe injury or a receiver with a toe injury, you get really nervous. Uh, and I'm not like positive how severe the toe injury is, but here's like the guy that I'm thinking of was last year, Devonte Adams had a form of turf toe and it silent, you know, it sidelined him for three or four games. And uh, because Washington still has a shot to make the playoffs, I think there's a chance we might not see Antonio Gibson back at this point this season. So that makes me a little bit nervous there. And especially, I guess, if they go out and I mean, if they can win this weekend in San Francisco and the Giants lose to you know, Arizona, that's going to make Antonio Gibson's chances of coming back a little bit stronger. If they lose this one, that might be a little bit more different there. But uh, there, I mean, there could also be a little bit of hesitation here because he now now he's out of the flow of the offense. He has to kind of work his way back in. He might have to work his condition. Like, a guy with a, a injured toe, it's not like he can be running and getting uh, getting his conditioning in. So it's probably going to take a little bit to work him in. So um, as far as you know, next week, week fifteen, I would lean towards being really iffy on using him, and maybe week sixteen we could get him back. But I'm 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 feeling I'm going to be nervous to get Gibson in my lineup uh, the rest of the way here. So Harris is asking Raheem Mostert, Jamal Williams, Ronald Jones, Melvin Gordon. Um, Ronald Jones is a fun, interesting guy here. We've seen comments from Bruce Arians the last, uh, basically all by week. He was saying we need to kind of, you know, they need to rebuild themselves as an uh, an identity, as an offense. Ronald Jones is their best running back. And it makes more sense that when Ronald Jones has the ball, good things are happening because teams have to respect the run. Tom Brady can kind of do a little bit more in the passing game. I'm going up against Minnesota. Uh, let's quick take a look and see what uh, our Vikings have been doing against the running backs. Um, they just, I mean, they just let James Robinson have a pretty nice day last week. He, I think Robinson did find an, an end zone touchdown there too. So let's just see here. So the best uh, running backs here against the Vikings, 22.8 for Robinson. Mike Davis got 10.9. Ezekiel Elliott, 19.4. No idea. I mean, this was a bad game. No David Montgomery in that one. DeAndre Swift, 12.7. Jamal Williams, 16.2. I mean, you look at the list of running backs here, and there's really only one game where it wasn't David Montgomery either. So I'm feeling like Ronald Jones is the guy that I'm going to start for sure here. Are we? Do we only have to choose one of these guys, Harris? I'm not sure uh, if we need one or two of these guys. I do think Ronald Jones is my favorite, you know, because I can nitpick with Raheem Mostert having Jeff Wilson. We don't know if he's going to score a touchdown. I feel good about it but I, I just feel like Ronald Jones is in a really good spot going up against Minnesota. Raheem also plays the, the Washington football team. who has got one of the best run defenses and you know, they don't allow a lot of uh, PPR points to the running back there. Jamal Williams. I mean, you could, I, I, I like Jamal Williams to score a touchdown tomorrow. Uh, there could be potential for garbage time, but again, that's kind of more of a dice roll there. And then with Melvin Gordon, I mean, he looked really good against the chiefs the other night. Uh, but I, I feel a little uncomfortable betting on the the Denver Broncos offense. The the Carolina Panthers could have their number tomorrow as well. So I think I'm going Ronald Jones here in a game where they're they're coming off the bye. And I don't know, just the comments Bruce Arians has been making lately. I know he's not really a guy we can trust, but uh, in games where Ronald Jones gets fed, Tampa Bay usually wins. Um, I would hope that they've seen this. I, this has been obvious to me all season that the more Ronald Jones touches the ball, the better the Bucks do. Um, so let me just out of curiosity. So uh, this is a weird, I mean, they lost in this one, but he had that awesome catch and run for a touchdown against Carolina. That was the monster, you know, 98, whatever yard touchdown run here. And then you're going to see three for nine, a loss to New Orleans, seven for 23. They were able to sneak that one out there. Uh, so, so game here, but green Bay 23 for 113. 
You see 20 for 111. You know, the more Ronald Jones touches the ball, the most better things happen. So I think Ronald Jones is the one guy there. Uh, yeah, you just need the one, too. So uh, Ronald Jones, Tampa Bay, that's that's going to be a really fun game, I think, going into uh, the – I think it's the noon game. It's the main noon game that I want to watch uh, tomorrow. Vikings need to win because they they have Arizona hot on their tail uh, at 6-6. Six and six. Who else could be there? The 49ers, the Bears, you know, there's a lot of things – uh, brewing behind them there. So I do like Ronald Jones and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, let's see what we got here. DJ Chark, Amari Cooper, or Clyde Edwards. So I'm nervous about Clyde Edwards. And now that we get, I mean, now that we get uh, DeAndre Washington going up on the on the Dolphin side here, I'm just nervous that uh, it's, it might not be a super competitive game, which could, I guess, lead to more Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, but he's also coming, he didn't play a snap last week. So who knows what the snap count's going to look like this week. He feels kind of hard to trust. Whereas DJ Chark going up against Tennessee and then Amari Cooper going up against Cincinnati, I'd feel really comfortable with, with either of those two compared to Clyde Edwards. Um, and then in that Chiefs offense, Clyde Edwards is kind of like the third, fourth, fifth guy that scores touchdowns. Whereas with the, the, the Cowboys right now, Amari Cooper is probably the favorite to score a touchdown in that game. DJ Chark, if it's not James Robinson, DJ Chark's probably the next man up there. Uh, let me just kind of quick pull up here what I'm thinking. I'm actually kind of optimistic about, I think Amari Cooper is, I think I'm going to lean with Amari Cooper over DJ Chark in this one. Is Andy Dalton going back to Cincinnati here. Amari Cooper has been probably the best receiver, most consistent receiver on that team all year. Uh, the Bengals are, you know, they're decent here, middle of the road against the wide receiver, but I just think that they're going to have a tough time tomorrow. They really have nothing to play for. They've kind of been bottoming out lately. And then just quickly looking for the matchup that I think is going to be really hard to say no to, though, is this Titans-Jaguars game where all of my matchups here are bright green. I mean, we just saw we just saw Baker Mayfield throw four touchdowns, you know, to Jarvis Landry, to, to Rashard Higgins. I can't remember who else caught the touchdowns. But the Titans defense is not it's nothing really to be to be concerned about. And uh, I guess DJ Chark last week was his first real game back with Mike Glennon. So he could be kind of, you know, I think he only caught two for 41 yards. So I'm a little bit nervous about the low end there. I think I'm going to go with Amari Cooper in this one. Um, so, yeah, keep firing away your questions, guys. I was actually going to jump back over to Roto World and just see if I missed any other news blurbs. I think we got. Saturdays are interesting because that's when you get a lot of uh, important like COVID or just in and out kind of news here. We'll get more news tomorrow for sure. Uh, but I just want to kind of keep going on these um, on these reports real quick. So the Dolphins signed Elijah McGuire. He's probably the primary backup tomorrow. That's how dinged up they are in running back. Uh, again, Jeffrey Akuda out for the year. Um, I didn't, I did talk about Philip Gaines here. This could be a really good Allen Robinson spot tomorrow. So just make sure you start Allen Robinson tomorrow, guys. Uh, Daniel Jones likely to play tomorrow. Things went well today with the hamstring, so that's good news there. This one was interesting. Austin Hooper missed practice today, uh, so we're not going to use Austin Hooper on Monday Night Football. If you were relying on Hooper, hopefully you got a, an alternative there ready for you. If you guys have tight end questions, we can fire those up too. Um, Zane Gonzalez has been ruled out, so if you guys need another kicker, we can we can probably look at some kickers. Sounds like Randall Cobb's not going to play the rest of the year. He has really no incentive to get back on the field. Team's not making the playoffs or anything, so we're probably just going to see him on the shelf. I thought this was interesting. Richard Sherman, probably not back next year with the 49ers, uh, kind of talking about some things there. And he, he, Richard Sherman is his own agent, so interesting, very interesting. I'd like to see him uh, uh, see see what he can do for himself with a new deal. 
Um, so let me get kind of caught back up on these questions here. We got Bills Mafia. Devontae Parker or Kareem Hunt at Flex PPR? Man, you guys always ask the toughest questions. Um, Kareem Hunt, really safe guy for volume. Um, I was just looking at Kareem Hunt like maybe 20 minutes before I went on the air here. And the thing I noticed about Kareem Hunt is he's gotten double-digit touches in every game this year. So let's look at his carries real quick. He's had no fewer than 10 carries in any game this year, and he catches the ball at least two or three times per game. So I guess in a PPR league, if you can stomach getting an eight- to nine-point game here out of Kareem Hunt, I do like that floor. Um, he also played against Baltimore back in week one here where he caught four catches, nine yards. Also had some really good runs in that game. Goes 13, 13 attempts for 72 yards. So that's about a 12 point floor there. So if you're, if you can, if you can, you know, hope for eight to nine points as a low end, I do like Kareem Hunt. And the issue with Devonte Parker right now is, I mean, he's going up against the Ravens. Uh, I want to actually check to see if Jimmy Smith's going to play. There should be some reports on that by now. Jimmy Smith, their best shutdown corner. Uh, he did not practice Thursday. Was limited today and yesterday. So he's trending towards playing here. Uh, looks like Tremont's going to Tremont Williams is going to be doubtful. Calais Campbell not practicing. Uh, anything else stick out here? Marcus Peters looks like he's going to play. So the the corner situation is going to be a little bit better for Baltimore. And just looking at what Devontae's been doing, uh, this game was with uh, Tua four for thirty five here. This game, you know, against the Jets, that was with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So uh, there's only been let's see here. I believe it was this Rams game with Tua. Uh, I think this Arizona game was with Tua as well. And I can't remember if the Charger game was and maybe the Denver game here. So just the numbers, the ceiling is, I just don't see a ceiling for Devontae Parker. So I think I'm going to go with the safe floor of Kareem Hunt because I just know they're going to give Hunt the ball. Like, you know, Hunt is going to get the ball at least 10 times, you know, carrying the ball. He's going to get at least three or four catches in PPR. So I think I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt in that one. And I mean, just the Browns love to run the ball. So that kind of just makes a lot of sense to me. Ronald Jones or Kenyon Drake? Hmm. Let's take a look at what Kenyon Drake's been doing. Um, so the thing about Drake is he's kind of had some nice games the last couple of weeks because we know, we do know that Kyler Murray is less likely to run the ball now with the, the he's had some shoulder concerns here. He hasn't really been playing the best football either. So they've been letting, uh, they've been letting Kenyon Drake run the ball here. So I guess if you're, if you're, nervous about Kenyon Drake or uh, nervous about Ronald Jones. I mean, you have the hot hand here with Kenyon Drake and you, you, you like, you basically know that he's going to get the ball where it's still kind of hard to trust with, you know, Bruce Arians and Ronald Jones and the whole Bucks offense. Uh, but on a bad game, you're going to see kind of the same thing here with Kareem Hunt. You see all of these touches and he has been getting more involved in the passing game, which you do like to see. So I, I really feel good about Ronald Jones, but Kareem, um, Kenyon Drake's kind of on a hot streak. So on that one, I think I would lean Kenyon, uh, yeah, Kenyon Drake just because he's been a little bit more uh, easy to trust. He's going up against the Giants too, and the Giants aren't really the best run defense. So I think I'm going to lean Kenyon Drake in that one, but it's really close. It's really close. I, won't, uh, I wouldn't be upset if you wanted to go with uh, Ronald Jones on that one. What's going on, Steven? Thanks for hanging out. Uh, would you start... DeAndre Washington, Clyde Edwards, or Kenyon Drake? And would you flex Hunt over Juju? Um, so I'm going with Kenyon Drake in this one. Uh, that one feels the safest. We just talked about him briefly. If you want me to expand more on that, uh, he's kind of the hot guy. We're looking at his numbers right now. He's getting the touches. He's getting the goal line carries. 
Uh, and they're not really letting Kyler Murray run the ball into the end zone anymore. So when they get close, that's a really good for Kenyon Drake. So I feel good about him and his matchup in the in New York. And then would you flex Kareem Hunt over Juju Smith-Schuster? So let's take a look at what Juju's been doing. Because it's kind of been it's been kind of a frustrating year with Juju. I mean, last week he did catch seven balls, but it was only for 28 yards, which is just not good enough. Uh, so 9.8, 17.7, 5.9. But then he had a really good month here back in November. So you like that. But these low points, man, these low points are, are pretty low. If you feel like uh, Juju's got a good chance at scoring, we know he's going to get the targets. Uh, but it's a matter of, like, just look at these yards per catch. The last three games, it's been under five yards per catch. That's just not good enough uh, for me. So I, I will say Kareem Hunt has the higher floor. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Hunt scores a touchdown on this one. They're going to try to run the ball uh, against Baltimore. I think that one's in Cleveland as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kareem Hunt – Kareem Hunt's going to get his 12 to 14 touches. I don't know if you were uh, here, you know, maybe five, ten minutes ago when we were just talking about Kareem Hunt. But at the moment right now, Kareem Hunt's got a safer floor. And he's also, you know, finding the end zone a little bit more uh, successfully than Juju at the moment right now. So I will think I'm, I think I'm going to go Kareem Hunt there just because of the volume. And with Juju, some, there's something kind of funky here. 19 yards, 37 yards, 28 yards. The receiver you want in Pittsburgh is going to be Deontay Johnson right now. So, I mean, for Juju to have to, for Juju to hit for us, he's going to have to catch a touchdown. So if you feel like Juju can score in this one, I, I get it. Go with Juju. But I think uh, I'm going to take the safety net of Kareem Hunt and Kenyon Drake. Um, the Los Angeles game was with Tua. got benched. Uh, yes, there you go. Yeah, Parker got ejected. Yeah, uh, interesting. I forgot about that. Um, so 18 PPR revised lineup is with Herbert. Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton. Derrick Henry, Ronald Jones, that's oh, that's such a good running back duo this weekend. TJ Hawkinson, Terry McLaurin. Uh, we got Bass, the kicker for Buffalo, and then New Orleans Saints defense. And then Phillip Rivers, Jamal Williams, Mike Williams, Lazard, Samuel. Will it fly? I believe it will soar. I think it's going to be a really good lineup, especially, man, you, got, you have the two most attractive running backs i think when people look at DraftKings, FanDuel, like you have the two hot guys that everyone's going to be trying to hit uh derrick henry mm, those that's that's where all your points are going to matter so uh you basically just kind of need your your keenan your ty and mclaurin you need those guys to hit their floors uh because I, I feel really strongly about henry and jones hitting there so this is a good lineup i think i think we like where we're at there uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, whether it's Mike Williams score, Curtis Samuel's going to play. Like, you have some really good bench options, uh, but I, I, I feel pretty comfortable that you got the correct studs in there, and uh, those guys should pull through for us as we look to move to the Week 15 Fantasy Playoffs. Um, so, I don't know, Keep you guys you guys can keep asking questions in the chat room. I was just going to pop back over to Roto World and see if anything else stuck out here. Uh, this was something that I noticed. Especially if you guys play Dynasty Leagues, Rashad Penny is practicing. He's been practicing this week. And uh, Pete Carroll said some really good things here. As you see, he exceeded our expectations with his movement and quickness and all of that. He's in really good shape. I don't know what that means for next week, but he looked as healthy as anybody out there. So, whew, Dynasty next year is going to be fun. Chris Carson's a free agent. This could be Rashad Penny's backfield next year. So, I'm super excited about him. If we can see him at all next week, maybe it's you know a, a handful of snaps. I don't think this is something that we're going to be interested in for fantasy. I think it would probably take a Carson or a Carlos Hyde injury for him to get more playing time during the regular season. But as Seattle's getting ready for the playoffs this year, 
we could see Rashad Penny uh, kind of get worked in by week 17, first round of the playoffs. So something to keep an eye on there. I'm interested in Rashad Penny um, from a long-term kind of standpoint there. Frank Gore, this is the most interesting guy uh, on the Jets here to keep an eye on. I guess Jamison Crowder, too. We don't know if Crowder's going to play. Um, but Frank Gore, if he plays, that's just going to shatter all the Ty Johnson you know, opportunities. So we're not going to be interested in any of the New York Jets running backs. Uh, Latavius Murray's going to play. That's uh, that's good for him. And let's just check out, uh, check out the chat room here. So, Corey Davis, Mark Andrews, or Kenyon Drake? Um, Man, man, oh, man, oh, man. Corey Davis has the best matchup out of all these guys going up against Jacksonville. Uh, out of curiosity, um, we're going to go over to our friendly website, StatMuse. We're going to type in Corey Davis versus Jaguars, and we're going to add the word game logs and see what Corey Davis has been up to. Um, so earlier this year, he caught three for 36 and a touchdown. He hasn't scored a touchdown in the past here against these guys. Not a really high ceiling either. I'm wondering if, if Jalen Ramsey had anything to say about that, you know, in years past. So not a really good history of success here. Uh, so that's a little concerning for Corey Davis. I mean, I, he's been playing some, such good football lately, so I think he could buck the trend here. But if that's the trend, I don't feel great about it all of a sudden anymore. Uh, Mark Andrews, we did pull up Mark Andrews, and uh, I guess while we're here on our, our friendly stat muse, uh, we're going to type in Mark Andrews, and we'll type in verse Browns. And this is really fun. His last three games, he's got five touchdowns. This year, he caught five for 58 in the two, and then he got six for 93 in the two touchdowns back in December last season, and then last season, four for 31 in a touchdown. Pretty decent game here back in his rookie year. I think this was his, one of his first games there. So Mark Andrews on a hot streak against the Cleveland Browns. And uh, the way Lamar Jackson looked last weekend, I am I feel pretty good about Mark Andrews being the leading man in targets there. And we do know that Nick Boyle is out for the season. And, and basically when that injury happened to Nick Boyle back uh, against the Patriots, was that Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football? All of the targets just rolled to Mark Andrews. He had a really good game last week before the COVID, uh, he, before he missed with the COVID. But this week, he's back. I think I, I think Mark Andrews is the hot guy here. But Kenyon Drake is also an interesting play here. I'm not going to knock you if you want to play Kenyon Drake because we know he's going to get the ball 15 to 20 times. He's probably the safest play. But in terms of ceiling, man, Mark Andrews, he's, he scores touchdowns here against the Cleveland Browns, and he's going to be Lamar's favorite target. But uh, I'm going to lean Kenyon Drake if you wanted to get some Monday night skin in the game. I think Mark Andrews is fine. I think he's going to get double-digit touches there, and uh, we should be able to uh, to have a pretty good tight end action there for you. Sport Dog, you the man. Thank you, guys. I uh, really appreciate you all in the chat room asking the questions and hanging out. Uh, we're going on about, uh, looks like, 35 minutes here. If you guys have any more questions, we can keep firing them away. Um, we got Turner. Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for hanging out. Uh, who should I and should I drop out of Jared Cook, Robert Tunyon, Robert, uh, that's Dallas Goddard, and for Perriman or Landry? Um, so who should we drop? And then you're trying to pick up Perriman slash Landry. Okay. Um, I'm keeping Tunyon because he's attached to Rodgers playing really good football. I think I'm also keeping Goddard just because, um, he's going to be on the field a lot. Jalen Hurts, a young quarterback might favor those quick kind of targets there. Uh, I do think I can let Jared Cook go. He's been sporadic all year, kind of a hard-to-trust tight end. And as long as Taysom Hill's quarterback for this week and probably next week, I'm not even going to think about Jared Cook. I'm, I'm probably rolling out Robert Tunyon for sure. 
Um, so I would I would let go of Jared Cook. And then I don't know if you're asking for Brashad Perriman or Jarvis Landry. Uh, we did look here because we, we've been using the StatMuse website. It's kind of fun. Uh, but Jarvis Landry going up against the Ravens. He's had some really good games the last few, the last few outings here. So five for 61 earlier this year. That was back in week one. That's a floor game. You'll take your 11.1 points as a bad game. Seven for 74 last year. And then eight for 167. Five for 102 and a touchdown. Five for 69. So those last few games are all with Cleveland. Uh, it looks like a pretty safe floor for Jarvis Landry, but I get it if you want to play Perriman because if, if Crowder's out, no Mims, uh, our boy Brashad Perriman might be the only game in town to catch passes. But I think I'm going to lean Landry in that situation, get the Monday night hedge in there. Um, so Allen Robinson or Keenan Allen? Uh, I'm assuming this is PPR there for you, Harris. Uh, I do like Keenan Allen in this one. I think Allen Robinson's in for a really good game. We did mention that um, one of the starting corners for Houston is not going to be playing in this one. Let me see if I can find his name real quick again. Um, where is he? He's on this next page, I believe. So Philip Gaines, he was their cornerback number one after Bradley Roby got suspended. So they're down to their third, fourth, fifth string cornerback starting out there. Allen Robinson should be a really good play. Uh, I feel really safe with Allen Robinson, but uh, Keenan Allen's also been uh, a pretty good monster this year. Just out of curiosity, what's Allen Robinson been doing lately? Um, man, I, I it feels wrong to say Allen Robinson over Keenan Allen, but I, I kind of like Allen Robinson this week. And just looking at his floor, the dude's only been under double digit once. Uh, six for 75 last weekend, eight for 74, two touchdowns. Um, that feels pretty safe there. And then with Keenan Allen, I mean, everybody sucked last weekend for, for the chargers. Uh, so I would be, I'd be kind of shocked if he was held down one more time here, but only 48 and 40 yards the last couple games. I'm not sure if you're ever going to get this again from, from Keenan Allen, you know, a 16, 145 and a touchdown. Uh, and then he had all that, he had that huge touchdown streak here. I think I'm going to go Allen Robinson. I think I'm going to go Allen Robinson. That's a tough call, though, uh, but I, I do like Allen Robinson against a, a a team that has really no cornerbacks there. Um, so have you ever um, – can remind me what the Vampire League is. I think – isn't that the league where uh, you have to, like, beat the Vampire? Uh, like, there's, like, 11 people and there's one Vampire team and you have to go up against them. I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I've never played of it, uh, but I've heard of guillotine leagues before, too. Guillotine leagues sound a lot of fun. Uh, I think I might get into one of those next year as well. Uh, but Paul Charchian, um, he's he's created the Guillotine League, and he runs a lot of these kind of fun, different types of leagues. And the, I can't remember exactly what the Vampire League is. So Turner, if you could elaborate on that real quick. Um, but yeah, I, I it would. I, I, I'm super interested in just different ideas. Uh, all of the regular fantasy leagues sometimes get a little bit boring sometimes. Um, so Bug Squad Tony, thanks for hanging out. We got DJ Chark, Melvin Gordon, Gio Bernard, Debo Samuel, DeAndre Washington, or Miles Sanders, half PPR. Pick one. Whew. Pick one. That's tough. In a half PPR league. Um, so Miles Sanders, man, it feels wrong to bench him, but uh, I think we're going to probably lean towards benching him in this one. Melvin Gordon looked good last week. I think out of all the names I'm looking at here, Gio Bernard's interesting. Don't feel great, great about the Bengals. DeAndre Washington's interesting. Don't feel great about the Dolphins' offense, though. Debo Samuel, I like Debo Samuel a lot, but he's also got a really, really tough matchup going up 
against the Washington football team. They've been one of the, the hottest defenses in the league the last couple games here. And then uh, just out of curiosity, let me just show you. They're, they really like shut down cornerback cornerback uh the cornerbacks really shut down the wide receivers that they're playing so if i just kind of filter this and show you washington football team is going to rank top four here they only allow about 32 points to the wide receivers they've only allowed nine touchdowns all season here so i think you're going up against the grain if you play debo samuel there so it's going to be between dj chark and melvin gordon for me uh the carolina panthers have a pretty nice um it's a pretty nice matchup going up against Car Carolina here. So we see the Panthers are the, they're giving up the sixth most PPR points to the running backs. They have allowed quite a bit of touchdowns, 10 on the ground, two rushing or two receiving. And then just out of curiosity, these are what the running backs have been doing up against them lately. They limited Dalvin Cook to 12.2, but that was a game where he fumbled and he got hurt, left for a little bit, uh, 5.8 for carry on Johnson. So that's kind of a blip in the radar. So uh, Melvin Gordon feels safe. He should be able to get the targets. I'm interested in DJ Chark because he has a really, really good matchup against Tennessee. But uh, Mike Glennon feels a little bit uh, risky. So if you want, if you want high upside, go with DJ Chark. If you want safe 10, 12 PPR points, go with Melvin Gordon uh, in that question there. Uh, oh my God, Aaron Jones or Tyreek Hill? Whew. Uh, give me Aaron Jones. Uh, if you guys, were, if if you remember, Aaron Jones had his best game of the season against Detroit back in week two. And we've seen Detroit just get shredded by running backs all season. Um, so Aaron Jones back in week two, he busted a 70-yard touchdown run, 18 for 168, two touchdowns. He also caught four for 68, and he caught a touchdown. Uh, Aaron Jones against Detroit, I think I'm leaning with that situation. I'm concerned about Kansas City and Miami kind of just being – not really an exciting close game with a lot of scoring. Those defenses are both a little bit different uh, in terms of uh, allowing defenses or offenses to score on them. So I think there's more points to be had in the Green Bay-Detroit game compared to the Kansas City-Miami game. Thanks for asking, Eduardo. Good to see you again hanging out tonight. Uh, my day's going great. I got to hang out uh, and meet my, my new niece for the first time. So hung out with some family back home uh, at my parents' house for the weekend here. So really good family day. Hope your day is going uh, just as well. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Uh, Sport Dog, see the thumbs up button. Push it. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, hit the thumbs up. Thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight. Uh, Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady this weekend? Whew. Uh, that's tough. Um, so I'm nervous about um, – Tampa Bay maybe focusing more on the running potential here in this one. I do like Ryan Tannehill quite a bit. And Tannehill's playing Jacksonville. Um, back in week two, the man throws for four touchdowns, 239 yards. Really, really nice day here. 18 of 24. Just He's able to just shred Jacksonville. And he's also been playing some really, really good football lately. Uh, whereas Tom Brady, it's been... It's been pretty hit or miss with Tom Brady, so I feel more safe with Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill there. You have Corey Davis playing good football, A.J. Brown playing great football, and then you also have uh, John o. Smith coming back this weekend. Uh, so I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean with Ryan Tannehill up against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Um, <clears throat> so Turner's going to ask, one team has to only pick up their team off waivers, and if they win a game, then they can pick one player from each team. Oh, yeah, so they just keep sucking one player from each team. Okay, yeah. Vampire League. That sounds, uh, that reminds me now. That sounds like a lot of fun here. Um, she just got 13 viewers out of nowhere. Um, so is Brandon, are you a good play this week or should I draw, uh, should I play someone else? 
Um, who are your options, Harris? I guess so. I didn't. I didn't just mention that um, Washington is a pretty stingy defense against wide receiver points. We saw that they're fourth best, only allowed nine touchdowns all year. Uh, but if I had to choose one 49er to play, it would be Brandon Ayuk. Uh, let's just kind of look at what Brandon Ayuk's been up to the last few games here. Um, there's Brandon Ayuk. So let's just see here. He's been on a hot streak. Uh, that's all I'm saying here. And he's playing some really good football with Nick Mullins. You see this high-end potential here, three straight touchdowns, uh, five catches, seven catches, eight catches. And he's also seen a pretty steady amount of targets. And that's even with Debo Samuel playing. So uh, he's had a really, really like sneaky good rookie season. I mean, a 7.4 and a 9.2 has been his bad games. So if you can stomach these kind of floors here, you know, a three for 44 without a touchdown, if you can stomach that, I do like Brandon Ayuk, but I think it would depend, Harris, on uh, what your other options would be. Um, I mean, if it's T.Y. Hilton again, I think I might lean T.Y. Hilton, you know, with that really good, juicy Raiders matchup. I kind of like that. Um, Bug Squad 20s asking standard Gio Bernard, DeAndre Washington, J.D. McKissick, pick one. Love the show. Thanks, man. Thanks. That's a, I love that compliment. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, J.D. McKissick in a standard league? No, thanks. Uh, we know J.D. McKissick's not going to score touchdowns. He's a PPR machine, and that's pretty much all he's good for. So Giovanni Bernard or DeAndre Washington? Uh, the way – so I'm not excited to start my Cincinnati Bengals, but we just saw – what was it? Uh, over 200 rushing yards for Baltimore against Dallas defense last week. I mean, if there ever was a Giovanni Bernard – matchup this week it would be this weekend and because it's standard I, I do feel pretty good about Bernard being the guy to get into the end zone for the Bengals with DeAndre Washington he's still relatively new with the Miami Dolphins so I'm kind of I'm kind of hesitant there to trust uh our guy DeAndre Washington in a game where the Chiefs might just dominate that and just take away the run game and may they might just have to abandon the run so I think Giovanni Bernard's probably the safest play for me uh, I do like JD McKissick but because it's non uh, it's it's not a PPR league. I think I'm going to lean with Giovanni Bernard there. Uh, so T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Jones, give me T.Y. Hilton there. I don't like Jair Alexander uh, on my guy Marvin Jones there. I'm a little bit nervous about that. Where T.Y. Hilton, uh, really, really plus matchup there. We got Donald Trump hanging out in the chat room, guys. Thanks for hanging out. We got Russell Gage or Chase Claypool here. Hmm, this one's kind of tough. Uh, Russell Gage is going to be the number two receiver. Chase Claypool is going to be kind of the third, fourth receiver. If I quick look at the opportunity report from last week with Pittsburgh, I did notice that Chase Claypool, he was losing snaps to James Washington. So Washington outsnaps him by about seven total snaps here. And we know Chase Claypool is going to be the third or the fourth receiver. Whereas Russell Gage, he's going to be on the, he's going to be on the field a lot. So uh, Mr. Mr. Trump, if this is PPR, give me Russell Gage. If you need a touchdown, standardly, give me Claypool. Um, uh, Sion Kafoa, Mike Davis or J.D. McKissick? Um, I'll kind of break this down. If this is PPR league, I do like J.D. McKissick, but because uh, you do have a really good matchup for Mike Davis against Denver, I think I'm going to roll with our guy Mike Davis. He has a really good opportunity for a touchdown this weekend. Again, we know D.J. Moore is going to be out. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous about Denver. Uh, their whole team is kind of on ice right now. We don't really know what to expect from them. I think the Panthers off a bye at home, pretty good spot to start your start your Panthers that are playing there. Uh, Matthew Schott, thanks for hanging out. Half PPR, you got Gio Bernard, Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert, 
or Duke Johnson. Interesting. So we, we kind of think Duke Johnson's got a shot there against Chicago. We know David Johnson's out. Miles Sanders just scares the hell out of me, um, especially because they brought back Jordan Howard, who now, I mean, we now we have a three-headed monster again at running back. They're going to give snaps to Scott. They're going to give snaps to Jordan Howard. And for some reason, they just don't use Sanders in the passing game at all. So I'm not excited about uh, about our guy there, Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert, or Giovanni Bernard. That's what it's going to be between for me. Um, a half PPR league. I think I'm going to lean Giovanni Bernard in this one just because it's half PPR and it's Dallas. <laughs> um, but I think I think if you if you have a good feeling about Raheem Mostert, that guy, that's a really strong chance, I think, for him to score and get back on track. Um, so it's kind of a tie for me between Gio and Raheem Mostert. I, I mean, I know Raheem Mostert's the better running back for sure, uh, but the Bengals last week, they lost Brandon Allen for a little bit of this game. They also lost Tyler Boyd, so the offense kind of had some setbacks. Uh, but I do know Giovanni Bernard's going to touch the ball. He's going to get the ball 12 to 15 times for sure on the ground. He's going to add a couple catches here, and it's Dallas. We just watched the Ravens run wild over these guys for over 200 yards. So I feel pretty good about the volume there uh, and then the opportunity against a really poor opponent. So I think it's almost like a tie between Gio and uh, Raheem there. Uh, so Turner's asking, should we trade Herbert for Raheem Mostert? I start Mahomes and I had Gaskins, but he got COVID. So we're starting James Robinson, Wayne Gallman. I can also pick up decent QB like Cousins off the waivers. Um, yeah, you might even be able to get a better running back than Raheem Mostert too. If that's the guy that you really want. Um, I, I mean, I love Raheem Mostert. Let's just check out the 49ers uh, schedule real quick here. Um, but uh, starting up against the, oh my God, they play the Cowboys next week. You're going to want Raheem Mostert for that game. <laughs> You're going to want Raheem Mostert against the Cowboys. And then against the Cardinals, that's not exactly a tough matchup there. So I will co-sign this. If you can go get Raheem Mostert, you're getting a starter next week. That's probably a top 10 running back option. Uh, feel really good about that. And you, you got Mahomes. So like uh, you can also get a hot quarterback like Kirk Cousins off the waiver wire. I think I think I'm okay with that move there, Turner. Um, so T.Y. Hilton or Brandon Ayuk. Um, Ayuk, rookie with a tough matchup. Hilton, veteran with a plum matchup. I think I'm going to go T.Y. Hilton in there. Uh, that this is, I think this is, um, this is a splitting hairs kind of a question for me, though. I like, I really, really like both guys. If you have a stronger feeling one way or the other, I do like Brendan Ayuk to get some volume there. Uh, but T.Y. Hilton, man, it, it, I'm, I'm excited to see him playing good football again finally this year. Really good matchup against the Raiders. I think that could be a problem there. So I think I'm going to go with Ty, but uh, I, I I wouldn't disagree if if you could uh, if you could sell me on Ayuk, I'd be I'd be okay with that too. So we got Mr. Trump asking Mostert or Claypool PPR. Mm. So both. I mean, we know Claypool is not going to be a huge reception monster there but he's got a decent chance to score against Buffalo. I also think Raheem Mostert has a pretty good chance to score. Uh, these guys are like mirror images of each other, just in different positions. Uh, we love the talent, but they sometimes, you know, they kind of just go in and out. Uh, I think though, uh, I think I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert in this one. I know it's a tough game, but it just feels like Washington 49ers is going to be one of those tough, grinded out, run the ball a ton of times game. Whereas Chase Claypool, it seems like he's losing a little bit of confidence in himself. He looked frustrated on the sideline last week. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert in that one. Uh, Sion's asking Corey Davis, Justin Jefferson, or Mike Davis. 
give me Justin Jefferson for sure. Um, I mean, I, I don't even want to have to convince you on Justin Jefferson, but he's playing <sighs> guys. He's having Justin Jefferson's having one of the greatest rookie wide receiver seasons of all time. Um, he's in the same breath as Randy Moss at the moment right now. And then the other one is Anquan Bolden. Uh, he's on pace to shatter the rookie receiving recce, uh, receiving yards. And, uh, He's got seven touchdowns on the year. He's caught um, essentially. I know if you just take away that the fact that he's a rookie, and we filter here by PPR points, you're going to see Justin Jefferson's a top ten play, averaging seventeen point three points per game. He scored four touchdowns in the last three weeks, and uh, just super steady games here. Uh, and the thing with Tampa Bay, we just saw Tyreek Hill roast this team before the bye, uh, before their bye week last week. And uh, the difference between Jefferson and a guy like Adam Thielen is going to be speed. And uh, if Tampa Bay was able to kind of get torched by, by Tyreek Hill, I think there's an opportunity where Justin Jefferson could slip by. So I think I'm going Justin Jefferson. He's got the highest ceiling. He's probably one of the most exciting guys in fantasy football right now as well. So you got to, you got that to, uh, to root for. So give me, give me uh, Mr. Jefferson there. Donald Trump's asking Gage over Mike Williams. If it's PPR, I suppose Russell Gage, uh, if it's half or standard, I think I'm going to go Mike Williams. It's a pretty good matchup over there uh, for them. I think this Atlanta's coming to them, so it's a home game for the Chargers. Uh, I'm kind of excited about Mike Williams. I think that could be a really sneaky spot there. Uh, but if it's PPR, safer plays probably Russell Gage, but it's, it's kind of on the fence. I think Mike Williams, I'm, I have a little bit more uh, stronger vibe for a Mike Williams game there. So I think I'm going to say Big Mike. Um, Mike Frandes, thanks for hanging out. Uh, half PPR, Mark Andrews, JK Dobbins, DJ Chark, Melvin Gorin, Gio, and then Debo Ayuk picked three flex, half PPR. Whew. All right, so three flexes. Here we go. Um, I think we've we've brought up Mark Andrews a handful of times throughout the uh, the evening here. So I, I feel really good about Mark Andrews on Monday Night Football. You also get the Monday Night Hedge, which is pretty cool there. Uh, between Debo and Ayuk, I only want to play probably Ayuk this week. We've kind of highlighted that he has a little bit of a tough matchup against Washington, who ranks you know fourth best against the wide receivers this year. They've only allowed nine touchdowns, but Ayuk is—he's been playing some really good football. And uh, I don't know if you, if you if you watched the uh, was that the Tuesday night game or no, it was the Monday night game. Ayuk just jumped off the screen compared to Debo Samuel. Like Ayuk was the most exciting player on the offense that night for San Francisco. So Ayuk and Mark Andrews stick out the most out of this list. Now, if you need another half PPR guy here, I kind of like Melvin Gordon. Uh, let me just kind of show you why. Uh, let's take a look at the running back points here. We were kind of looking at Carolina earlier. Um, Carolina allows the sixth most. Uh, PPR points to the running back. They've allowed, I think they allow some of the most receptions here too. Uh, so, I mean, they, they, they've allowed over 70 catches here on the season. Melvin Gordon could get some PPR play there. They've allowed 12 touchdowns and uh, he's kind of the whole offense there. So I kind of feel like Melvin Gordon's a safe play in a half PPR league. I think I like that. So for me, it's going to be Mark, Ayuk, Melvin Gordon, and then the rest of the guys are are, 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 are fine, but uh, I think I've, I have the strongest vibes right now for those three. Um, should I pick up Cousins or Bridgewater? Give me Kirk. Give me Kirk. Um, in a game where Tampa Bay, that game could be a, a pretty good shootout there. Both secondaries are really, really suspect. If we look and see, 
Kirk Cousins is a quarterback one right now. And uh, I've expressed my Justin Jefferson love. Adam Thielen's a hell of a receiver as well. Uh, but just looking at what Kirk Cousins has been doing the last five games, guys. Whew, three touchdowns, three touchdowns, three, two, three. He's been dealing, straight up dealing here. Getting a lot of passing yards as well. We know he's not going to rush for anything for us. But uh, going up against Tampa, a game where they're going to need all the points they can. Uh, Tampa Bay is also pretty, pretty stout against the running backs there too. So I think they're going to favor the passing game in this one. I think I'm going with, uh, <clears throat> with Kirk cousins. It might be a little different if DJ Moore was playing. Uh, but man, give me, uh, attach me to Thielen and Jefferson. They also get Herb Smith back too this week. That'd be, uh, that'd be kind of fun there too, as they get a little healthier there. Um, so I don't know if you guys got more questions in the chat room or I'll probably hang out another four minutes here. If you guys want to keep firing them away. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for hanging out. A lot of good questions in the chat room tonight. It's been a pretty fun uh, afternoon here. Uh, but if you're new to the Fantasy Fellowship, don't forget to like, comment, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, in the link below, I do have a link to all of my start sit charts. You can check these out. I do have a schedule here for the rest of my uh, my waiver wire shows and all the other shows of the week. Uh, but I, I, I show I show fantasy points allowed by position here. We kind of list our guys here. So I'm going to update this again probably one more time tonight after the show. But uh, a lot of good things brewing over there on the fantasyfellowship.com. And uh, I think we kind of got through all the news that I wanted to go through here. Uh, I think we ended up over here. Uh, we talked about Richard Sherman. We talked about Randall Cobb. We talked about Rashad Penny. Super fun dynasty player there. Uh, and Latavius Murray's back. Or he's, he's going to play. Um, we did talk about Austin Hooper, probably not going to be playing on Monday night football. Something to keep an eye on there. This one was interesting. Kiki cutie, uh, was uh, a little limited here this week. So it, it does say nothing to see here. He was a full participant at practice Thursday, Friday. So this looks fine. Never mind. Uh, Chris Carson's also fine. David Johnson COVID list. So we're back to, uh, Thursday, Friday's news. So I think that's pretty good. Um, let me check the chat room real quick here. Uh, as far as tomorrow, no, I haven't really done I've, – I've never done a Sunday morning show. Uh, I do have a pretty busy routine in the morning where um, – I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant to do a Sunday morning show because there's a lot of Sunday morning shows. But uh, possibly um, – I possibly might be interested in doing a Sunday morning show. I don't think tomorrow, uh, but possibly in the future. Um, definitely something I've been thinking about for next season. Uh, this is really my first year doing uh, live streaming and, and talking and doing a lot of things here on YouTube, uh, but it seems like uh, it seems like it's going pretty well. So I think for sure next year, I think I'll do Sunday morning shows. Um, if you guys want one show here, this is one show that I watch every Sunday morning. It's going to be at 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Football Guys, uh, just type in Football Guys on the YouTube machine. And uh, subscribe to them because they have uh, they have like a legit doctor come on the show at 9 a.m. And uh, the first like 20 minutes of that show, he'll he'll just give you all the news that you need. And then there's some really good uh, DFS, uh, some uh, some content there, too. So Football Guys has a lot of good stuff going on there. Um, we should do a fancy football league. Yeah, next year. Next year we're doing it. I'm doing a fancy basketball one uh, this year. So if you guys are interested in doing fancy basketball, let me know. Uh, you guys can... Uh, Hit me up on Twitter at the fellow KGB. You can also email me the fellow KGB at gmail.com. Pretty simple. Uh, let me know if you want to play in the basketball league. I can send you an invite, but we're trying to do a 10 team league for free. Um, best show on the planet. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Bills mafia. Uh, KGB is my initials. Um, yeah. My middle, my first name, Kyle. 
uh, middle name Gerard and last name Bowers. So KGB, I just kind of roll with it. I uh, wanted something that kind of stuck out there and didn't really, uh, I don't know, unconventional. So I go by KGB. Uh, so yeah, um, planet. Um, yeah, next year, if you, um, I'll probably reserve it, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a 12 team, probably a PPR league. Um, we'll, the platform to be decided, but next year we will do a fun, uh, a fun free fantasy football league. And I'll probably offer either 25 or $50 to first place. Uh, so, cause I appreciate everybody here. Um, this is a lot of fun for me. And, uh, if we're both able to kind of get something out of it, and uh, you guys can uh, get some fantasy wins, then it's a really good thing. So uh, super, super appreciative of everybody in here. This is a lot of fun. Uh, but I think uh, I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, just a little over an hour here tonight. If you guys do have more questions or need anything else, uh, Twitter's the easiest way to get a hold of me, just at the fellow KGB. Uh, I, I am on Facebook. There's a Facebook link uh, on the website there too, or you just type in the Fantasy Fellowship. Uh, but those are probably the easiest ways to get a hold of me. So uh, good luck tomorrow morning. And uh, I don't know. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your night. We'll see you guys in another video. Peace.